0: It's Carcon Carné. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carné, and now here's the star of our show, James Van Ostel. It's Friday night. Welcome to Carcon Carné. I'm James Van Ostel, and it looks like things are opening back up again few More virtual shows, then it's back to in person recording for Carcon Carne. That's going to happen in mid March with a special trip, a very special episode to the Wiener Circle. So, Carcon Carne is free. Obviously, it's a podcast, it's free. We're about to start the ninth year of this podcast in a couple months. If you would like to support the show, my favorite way is to become a sponsor. I, I like finding partners who are in this together with me. So, if you have a business, small, medium, or large, Let's talk, or you can simply buy a shirt from the navigation of com, or throw some stars up on one of the Facebook videos or don't, or don't. Honestly, I'm just glad to know you're here with me. Like I said, going on nine years, this is episode 708 and this episode is being recorded on Friday, February 25th. If you're listening or if you're watching before tomorrow night, the 26th. My guest for tonight will be performing at The Hideout. She is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, Terry Bracken. The band, it's the band's equal parts Americana and pop. I love them. They're Bronte Fall. Terry Bracken is here.
1: Hello. And it's so funny, too, that you said there are no, there's no such thing as long answers because I feel like I tend to talk a lot.
0: (laughs) Which is good. You're, you're on a podcast. You're, you'll be right at home. So Bronte Fall, Bronte Fall, full band performance. We're recording this on Friday, the 25th, tomorrow, the 26th, the Saturday night at the hideout. It is the full band. Uh, Colin Peterick, also on the bill, insanely talented gentleman, Colin Peterick. Uh, that's a night of music right there. Yes. And Terry, tickets are 12 bucks. They're a value at any price, really
1: what do you mean by that? <laughs> like,
0: it, 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 I'm saying it's worth your money to go see. Oh, yes. yes. So, I know your Chicago roots are deep. You're, you're a Nashville citizen, but your, your Chicago roots are deep. What goes through your head when you come back to perform, play at a place like hideout?
1: Well, it's so special right now because like especially special because, you know, we just had a two year shutdown of live music. And I know that the hideout was closed for a really long time, but also cause I worked at the hideout and I was the door girl and I worked so many shows there and I always wanted a Saturday night slot at the hideout. And, um, actually my, when I was working there, I was working for the booker and he gave me my first Bronte fall gig. I, told him I started a band with my friend. We didn't have a name. We had a few songs and that's it. We didn't have a bio. We didn't have pictures. And I was writing the hideouts newsletter every week for two mm-hmm. years. And he was like, well, do you want, do you want to play here? It's like, yeah. I was like, for sure. And he's like, send me a bio and send me some pics. And I didn't even have a band name. So I like with my friend, we took a week and we figured out, we sat at a cafe in Lincoln Park and figured out the name. And then we like quickly scheduled pictures and quickly wrote a bio. Like it was so fast. And I had a five o'clock spot on a Friday, which is great. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. And this is just going to be, and I I just love the hideout community. I love the Chicago music scene and to have a Saturday night slot at the hideout is just, I'm could I'm so excited.
0: It's going to be awesome. Now I don't want, people who are listening or watching after the fact to feel excluded the good yeah. news is the good news is if they miss you at hideout you've got new music coming on march 4th like yes. there, there there is there's there are many ways to consume bronte fall winter comes out on the fourth it is your third studio album one thing I, I i'm keenly aware of out of the gate with your music you have a, a great sense of visuals of, of how to transform your music Into video, And I was just having this conversation yesterday. I keep waiting for a music video renaissance. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, especially with things being shut down for two years. Video, you figured it out. Talk to me about having a video strategy.
1: Um, Well, I have a great little tiny team in Nashville. I, again, sorry for long answers, but um, I met a girl when I was recording my last EP, my last project, I met a girl like, she was finishing up in the studio right before me and we started following each other on Instagram. And I noticed that she was on a lot of video shoots and she's a singer songwriter herself. But I, so I reached out to her to be like, can you help me like make a music video? Um, And so she was really good at conceptualizing music videos. She had a lot of experience with music videos. And so with her, it was just like really fun to create worlds Um, like, I think the, the pre-work is the most important and like making Pinterest boards and coming up with a storyline. And it really is fun to create like a whole world with one song. And, and even these music videos really created, like they are the base, the foundation for winter and like the whole vibe, because we went in, we hired this videographer, but like I was dressed for the photo shoot and for the music videos, like all in one. So, like, but it so it was all planned around the visuals of the music video, um, and sort of this like the the one that just came out is like my favorite, the Beyond Beyond the Ra- Beyond the Rain, um, kind of like a Wizard of Oz meets Alice in Wonderland, and it just gave the entire release shape.
0: Well, let's talk about the video for Beyond the Rain because yeah, the video is straight. Wizard of Oz, it's black and white as you have a Dorothy moment in bed. You're singing about twisters and cyclones and it works at that basic level. The song works at that level. Oh, it's, you know, tornadoes and cyclones, but it's actually heavier than what it might sound like to a casual casual ear. You survived a tornado in Nashville. Yes. This is literal. Like you, you, you live through this stuff.
1: Yeah. And just, I mean, 2020 was so insane for all of us. Um, and it's for me, it started for like when this tornado hit and two trees fell above my bedroom while I was sleeping. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, it was like March 2nd of 2020. I, and it's funny, I'm from Illinois, like grew up in Chicago or outside of Chicago and I've, there's been tornado watches like every year my whole life, but we never really right. get like slammed with a tornado. So that night I heard the sirens, but I was trying to sleep. Like I was being silly, but I just like wasn't worried about the sirens. And then like I, I heard a huge crash above me, and like my whole house started shaking. And I had like a tiny little house, and like the whole entire house was shaking. The windows were rattling. It sounded like there was a freight train outside, and I was by myself and yeah, I just, I really thought I was going to be Dorothy and like fly away with that tornado. Um, but so I was displaced for two weeks. I got in on a Friday and the world shut down on Sunday and it was just so, I mean, it was just so insane. It was just like, it it felt like an out of body experience to have all these like crazy things happening. Um, And so I literally in April, when the world was shut down, I bought Wizard of Oz on Amazon Prime and I watched the first 10 minutes and um, Dorothy is talking to Auntie M, and she's like causing trouble or something. And Auntie M is like, Dorothy, like, go, like, go away, go busy yourself. And Dorothy's like, well, where do you want me to go? And she's like, I want you to go somewhere where there isn't any trouble. And Dorothy goes somewhere where there isn't any trouble behind the moon beyond the rain can't go by boat or by a train and then she starts singing somewhere over the rainbow and so i i took some wizard of oz lines there
0: <laughs> i love that well the song itself the chorus of beyond the rain it's kind of dreamy i feel like you, you do some vocal calisthenics on that one you really give yourself a workout with that song
1: i do yeah you, thank you for noticing i really i for like nerdy singers, like I start in the chest voice and then I like flip up to the head voice and it's kind of, it. it I feel all over the place when I'm singing it and it, it does kind of feel like chaotic and tornado-like actually how I sing it.
0: I love it. Uh, other videos you've done, you did, uh, it was a couple months ago you did Outsmart Love and yeah. here's you what know, I mentioned during the intro, there, there's a nice blend of Americana and pop. I mean, I hear a banjo in the mix on this one. Yeah. I mean, it, I, this did you have to go to Nashville to kind of fully discover who you were as a musician? and
1: I think i the one reason I went to Nashville is because I'm interested in like songwriting like i would I would love i I love doing the artist thing, the Bronte Fall thing, but I'd love to write for other artists and it, my ideal world would be to do both. but I visited Nashville after my first album, which I did in Chicago, and it was just really cool to hear. I, I discovered that it wasn't just country music. There was obviously a huge Americana scene mm-hmm. and then this like indie pop thing. And I was just like so drawn to like this cool fusion that was happening on the east side of Nashville. E- east Nashville is kind of like the more indie, has the more indie scene than like the commercial country. Um, but yeah, it was, I was really drawn to that, the, the blending of all the different genres.
0: Oh, I get it. I, I've only been in Nashville once and it was probably five or six years ago. And I I was taken by how everything seemed to be in the process of getting built up. Like there was construction everywhere. It, it seemed like everywhere you look, the city was just growing and there were cool places to go. Obviously, I had great food. People were super friendly. Music is everywhere. Like I, I get the appeal. I get the siren song of, of going to Nashville.
1: Yeah, Yes. Yeah. It. It it just helped. Um, it's funny because I I get paid more when I'm here and I play bigger shows when I'm here. But um there's just so many guitar like even when I need players, like if I need a guitarist, like for a gig in two days, I can get one. It's just there's you just like have everything at your fingertips. Um and I yeah, I have more of a because I play with I now have a band in Nashville and a band in Chicago. But my Chicago band, I really, like, I stick with the same guys. You mentioned Colin, Peter X so Colin was my music director when I was in Chicago. So, like, we have the same drummer tomorrow night, Alex. So we, like, my Chicago band is, like, my band that I always play with, which is great.
0: I love that. A- another video uh, that you did for this release, you mentioned your Illinois roots, a song called Indiana. Yeah. Are you, are you from Indiana specifically or...
1: I am not. I am from Illinois. I just was inspired when I was in Indiana to write that song.
0: It's just the 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 nostalgia for youth. I want to grow young again. I want to have fun again. Uh, The video. I mean, the video kind of writes itself. It it drives the lyrics home. There, you got floppy disks and pinball. I love pinball.
1: Yeah, right.
0: You know what's great about pinball? You feel like you're you're doing something substantive because it's physical. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're moving with the game. You feel like you really got your, your dollar's worth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And that where we were filmed that it's actually a Chicago, like it's like a vintage. um, What are they called? Arcade?
0: Like a barcade. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A barcade, a barcade. Um, It's called HQ headquarters Mm -hmm. and there's one in Chicago and they just had just opened it in Nashville. So we filmed there.
0: So So Would you, would you trade it all to go back in time and and live your younger life again?
1: I mean, sometimes that, that song is funny because, well, and it's funny because I wasn't like, I yeah, I was a kid in the nineties. And so it was really fun to make that video. Sorry. I don't even know if I'm answering, I'm going to answer your question in a second, but that video was really fun to make because. I, again, I worked with the same girl, Kelsey Copecki, And we're like, we wanted to dress nineties, but we didn't want to dress like 10 year old nineties. We wanted to dress like Nirvana nineties. So, um, that was pretty fun. But I, I, the, the sentiment in that song was, I feel like, like when you're little, you just like want to grow up. You think it's, it would be so mm-hmm. cool to be grown up. And now, and then suddenly I'm a grown up. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm in my thirties. Like, how did that happen? I I'm an adult now. And mm-hmm. Um, and it just adulthood in 2020 specifically it was just like really tough. Like the pandemic, my career shutting down, went through a breakup. My dad is battling cancer. It was just like so many things, and it it was just. I think in 2020 I was really uh, dying for the 90s and um, and childhood because it just was easier.
0: <laughs> right, you didn't have to take care of everything.
1: Yes. Yes
0: uncomfortable stuff was handled for you. I get that.
1: Totally. Totally. So, um, but yeah, the the chorus love is too hard. Life is too short. People change, leave me in the dust in Indiana. I was just thinking of, yeah, like being in a relationship is too hard. My parents, my dad being sick, like just so many things going on that makes adulthood hard.
0: (laughs) So again, if you, if you're watching the video and you're, you're just checking in, Bronte fall at the hideout on the 26th, along with Colin Peterick. Uh, The new release from Bronte fall comes out on March 4th. That is called winter. And we don't have videos for these songs yet, but I I want to talk about them burning out uh, the idea of the, the Hollywood romance fizzling out shooting stars. Aren't meant to last forever. They melt away to ash and cinder. Uh, Is that specific to the relationship you just talked about?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And we, I wrote that with one of my friends and the Hollywood thing just kind of happened. Cause I, I, I did love the idea of like a shooting star, like where it's like so good. And then it like, eventually like they die, like shooting stars actually die. But one of us came up with this line, uh, then all this, I, I, you used to take me higher than all the stars in Hollywood. And then we we're just like, we just ran with the Hollywood thing. <laughs>
0: I love it. Now, I, I feel like you, you figured a few things out along the way. Every damn time uh, is this self-actualized moment on the release. Yeah. Don't make me lose myself for you. I'm going to choose myself over you every time.
1: Yes. And I think that's that song, I feel like, I hope everyone can relate to that. Like That was July of 2020. I wrote that uh, 4th of July weekend at my grandpa's house. And I, I wrote down everything I wanted out of my relationship that I wasn't getting. And like that became all the verses. And, and I feel like it's just being respectful in a relationship. And, um, and I hope everybody gets that treatment I was asking for in the song and you shouldn't ever lose. I learned you should never lose yourself in a relationship and not feel like yourself anymore. And, um, so yeah, I do feel like that. I, and nobody's heard that song yet. Cause it hasn't been released as a single. Right. And I'm I'm so excited for people to hear that song and hear what they're, ha, what it makes them feel.
0: So I, I didn't realize how long ago these songs were written. These were written at this point, almost two years ago. I, I've got to assume you've got a bank that, of songs you're just sitting on at this point.
1: I can't wait to record again. Yeah. Like <clears throat> they, these were all songs I wrote in 2020. Um, and finished finished by March of 2021 but the but I wanted to release it in winter because it's called winter um so I took the summer to make all the music videos and then started releasing in the fall mm-hmm. and i I took a break over Christmas because it like yeah I just wanted to not it's christmas time but um but yeah it's like the what was tricky about this release is, like you can't release an album called winter in the summer or right. in the, it has to be released in winter. So
0: yeah, the clock's ticking. Yeah. let get that out.
1: Just, yeah. So I just had to like make sure like the singles came out in the fall, but like winter was going to drop in the winter. <laughs> it's like, yeah.
0: So, okay. That comes out. Winter comes out on the fourth. We can see you in person full band at the hideout on the 26th. Uh, all the stuff you've been through, all the stuff we've collectively been through in the rear view, blue skies ahead for you.
1: Totally. Totally. And in the, the whole, the whole reason I wanted to call it winter was Bronte fall is a poem by Emily Bronte about embracing the darker seasons of our lives and finding the beauty and finding the silver linings. And that's what I wanted to do with 2020. I wanted to find the beauty and the silver linings and, do what I make art. And, and that's what for me art is for is, you know, writing through your pain, making art out of difficult times. So.